Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, April 26, 2021. President Biden's set to mark his first 100 days in office this week. How are the American people grading him so far? We'll discuss that, plus what House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy's changing rhetoric tells us about the direction of the GOP. And finally, the battle for control of the United States Senate begins to take shape. This is a big week for President Biden as he nears ending his first 100 days in office. And that, of course, is a traditional marker at which we take a moment and assess how the presidency is going. On Wednesday night, President Biden will head up to Capitol Hill and he will address a joint session of Congress. Now, think about this. He attended many, many of those kinds of speeches while other people were serving as president. And he was in the United States Senate, where he served for 36 years. He also attended eight or nine of those speeches as vice president, sitting up there behind Barack Obama. So he had the perspective from sitting behind the person giving the speech. He's had the perspective sitting in the audience for the speech. But this will be the first time that Joe Biden goes up to Capitol Hill and he's the one giving the speech. And so what are you going to hear from him? You're certainly going to hear him tout the success the administration has had with the vaccination rollout. According to CDC data, we now have more than half of adult Americans who have received at least one shot. We're approaching nearly a third of adult Americans having received both of their shots. So this is a very successful vaccination rollout. Add in the stimulus checks that people had with that COVID relief package that got passed last month. And you have two big successes that the Biden team certainly expects the president will tout on Wednesday night. He will also continue to sell that trillion-dollar-plus infrastructure plan that he rolled out and introduce the second infrastructure package, what uh, the team at the White House is calling the American Family Plan. This is the so-called human infrastructure, and this is going to be dealing with health care and child care and other pieces of the family economy. And as Biden marks this moment, he's going to be doing so with majority approval across the United States. By the way, something his predecessor, Donald Trump, never achieved, according to the polls. But a slew of polls were released over the weekend in advance of this 100-day mark. Biden's averaging at about 54 percent approval. Now, that is significantly better than Donald Trump was doing at this point in his presidency four years ago. But it's nowhere near the level of support that some other modern-day predecessors achieved at this point. Joe Biden is dealing with a polarized America that has remained polarized even after the Trump era. So his ceiling is probably lower than any of those other presidents had in terms of what approval level he can achieve in this extraordinary partisan polarized time. And yet, he's got majority approval, which is no small thing in that environment. We'll have a lot more this week on President Biden standing across a whole host of issues as CNN prepares to release its look at Joe Biden's first 100 days in a brand new exclusive poll that's coming later this week. Now, here's what else matters today. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy's defense of former President Trump's response to the January 6th insurrection is on the move. What do I mean by that? You may recall Kevin McCarthy from the floor of the House of Representatives a week after the insurrection talked about how President Trump 
bears some responsibility for what took place in that attack on the Capitol on January 6th. Well, that Kevin McCarthy, of course, is long gone. We know that because we saw him go down to Mar-a-Lago, ask for President Trump's support in helping the House Republicans win back the majority. We also saw Kevin McCarthy try and navigate the punishment his own conference wanted to give to Liz Cheney after she, the chair of the party conference, voted to impeach President Trump. Well, now Kevin McCarthy went on Fox News and is truly trying to rewrite history. He is no longer wanting to talk about in any way the phone call he and President Trump had during the attack on the 6th and McCarthy's plea for Trump to help stop down the attack. McCarthy shared the details of this call with President Trump with Jamie Herrera Butler, a fellow Republican congresswoman from the state of Washington. She has talked about this publicly the way McCarthy described it. Well, now, after Chris Wallace on Fox News asked him about it, Kevin McCarthy wants no part of that because he is moving into the complete fealty to Donald Trump position that he believes he needs to be in in order to successfully lead House Republicans to a majority and give him a shot at winning the speaker's chair. When I talked to President Trump about, I was the first person to contact him when the riots was going on. He didn't see it. What he ended the call was saying, telling me he'll put something out to make sure to stop this. And that's what he did. He put a video out later. As Joe Biden might say, here's the deal, folks. This is no longer a battle for the heart and soul of the Republican Party. This is not the party at odds with itself. This is Kevin McCarthy following pretty clearly where the base of the party is, which is in support of Donald Trump which is in questioning the legitimacy of the election, which is buying into the big lie that Donald Trump was selling. And Kevin McCarthy tells The New York Times in an interview that he is walking the tightest of tightropes possible. But I'm not sure that's an accurate description. He doesn't seem to be trying to stitch the pieces of the party together. He knows that the larger share of the party by far wants to see a real sense of loyalty and commitment to Donald Trump, allowing Donald Trump to still have all that power and gravitational pull inside the Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy wants to be speaker, so he's following here, following the base of his party, not playing the role of leader for a post-Trump Republican Party. And finally today, the battle for control of the United States Senate, it is starting to heat up. Today, Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan announced that he's going to run for that open Senate seat in Ohio due to Rob Portman's retirement. He did so by launching a video with a little help from his son. Does this mean you're running for Senate, Daddy? <laughs> I'm Tim Ryan. I'm running for Senate. And I can't wait to get Ohio working again. But whether that's going to be enough to take a state that Donald Trump won twice by eight or nine percentage points and actually have a Democrat win in today's Ohio and convert that Senate seat, well, that's a whole other matter. But Tim Ryan is now giving up his House seat to take his shot. Also, we learned that Doug Collins, the former Republican congressman in Georgia who ran for that Senate seat last year unsuccessfully, is not going to run for the Senate in 2022. Remember, folks, Georgia is home to the most vulnerable Democratic Senate seat next cycle. Raphael Warnock, who just won in one of those special runoff elections in the Senate, he has to run again next year. And Georgia is not a blue state yet. It is a purple state, and it's going to be a real battleground. And that's why Joe Biden, the day after he gives his 
big speech in Congress, he's going to Georgia to campaign and sell his message. He understands it is Georgia that helped deliver him the presidency. It is Georgia that undoubtedly delivered him a majority, slim, bare majority in the United States Senate to help enact his progressive agenda. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.